Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 11 of HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the great-looking-in-workout-shorts Will, a.k.a. Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? <laughs> I'm great. I, uh, I just finished working out. Now I'm sitting here doing a podcast so i i apologize for my appearance but i am in workout clothes right now it is true it's okay i'm the one that's looking at you and you look great so oh, don't thank you don't take it in a bad way thank you no problem um you wanted to start the show on this let's start the fucking show on this yo optic is gone what uh, the hell optic be gone not not the team not, like not the yeah. roster but the organization itself i was shocked i i think everybody was shocked i don't think anybody saw it coming no no uh now, I actually have a tweet up from Snakebite himself. Well, actually, first, um, Optic Gaming tweeted out that they've exited competitive Halo. Yes. So they still have their Call of Duty team. They still have their Gears of War team, if I'm not mistaken. They still have their other teams that are competing. But they have officially left competitive Halo. Optic Gaming is no longer an organization within the scene. So Snakebite, one of the members on the roster, put out a tweet and he, and, I, and he said, and I quote, Just to keep it simple and keep people in the loop, our team and the new Optic couldn't come to an agreement. Thank you to Hex for the opportunity, all the Optic Gaming members for taking us in like family, and to the hashtag Greenwall for accepting us as your Halo team. Much love. And then... Let's see... He also then said, Just wanted to take a second and say thank you for all the love to myself and the team. Um, when we were convincing Lethal to join us before X Games 2016, we joked about being able to go to Optic and bring them a world championship. Forever proud to say we did what we set out to do. And finally, he said, we'll let you know what is next soon. I'm just glad to be able to focus on Halo again. Have a great day. So, we said we were going to go back to this news story. We, I don't think we need to. We can just talk nope. about it right here. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, he specifically says in his first tweet, the Optic team... And the new optic, like corporate. Yep. Okay. So this wasn't, this wasn't his optic buddies, I guess you could say. And I don't mean to downplay the situation. This is big, because this means that their salaries are potentially gone. Um, their travel accommodations could be gone as well. There's there's a lot of things that could happen to this roster. Um, with this change from optic. So. I don't, obviously it has to be money related, right? It yeah. has to be money related. The, the team might have been looking for something. The organization thought that Halo might be a dying breed, so they wouldn't want to provide it to them. That That's what I'm laying this on. And we know for a fact they're going to get scooped up immediately. They have to, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're the second, currently the second place team in this True. world's tournament. True. They've never lost a world's championship, though. Yeah, so you have to put some stock into that going into the, right. the finals. Exactly. I still truly believe... Now, Splice has been playing out of their goddamn minds. That's true. Good for them. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. But I still truly believe that Optic will show their dominance at Worlds. Hell, they might even do it at Columbus, but I do think they're going to show it at Worlds. Therefore, somebody needs to pick them up. Like, they'd be stupid not to. Because... Even, let's just say, fuck it, let's just say they don't get first. Yeah. You're still getting guaranteed money. If they take second? Yeah. 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 You're still getting guaranteed money if they take second place. And more than likely, if they lose the splice, they're going to be taking second place. 
So, like, yeah. What do you have to say about it? You just hit hit the hit the nail on the head there with they're gonna if they take second they're gonna get guaranteed money. Right. They've been dominant in worlds. I don't understand how Optic could or would want to lose such a such a team that was able to perform and bring in the money through the game battles tournaments and right. this world's tournament. I agree. Um, the other thing that I could be, uh, another thought that's bouncing around my head about this is in regards to the money situation, right? Yeah. Maybe now again, this is all speculation for the record, everybody, this is all speculation. This is all just coming from the top of my head. I have no idea why this is we're, happening. Yeah. We're just trying to figure it out. on Right our own here. So the the business mind of me thinks that since it, since I think it's money related, that Optic may believe, but then again they have their Gears team still. So that's really weird to me. If it is money related, right? And Optic thinks that like the the organization of Optic maybe thinks that Halo isn't going to produce as much as they want, so on and so forth, right? Then. Maybe the reason why they still have their COD team and their Call of Duty, uh, their COD team and their Gears team is because those are MLG run events and there's more of them throughout the year. Therefore, there's more opportunity for money. And with Halo events, they're few and far between, especially for North American events. And I mean, especially for other events like around the world. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like we have one, we have one regional final every year. Yeah. So I know Optic Game is a North American organization. So, in North America specifically, for Halo events, there aren't many throughout the year. Back when MLG was running the events, there were multiple. It would be every couple months. Every two or three months, I think there'd be an event. And now we don't have that. We have the Fall Finals, we have the um, Summer Finals, and Worlds. That's it. So, if it's money-related, I think it's that why. I think that's the reason why. If it's not money-related, I want to know what the fuck's going on. Yep. Yeah. I, the team itself might have been asking for too much money compared to how many events there are. Just like you said, could be true too. Yeah, that, that could be kind of what's going on. But crazy traders to see them gone. Right. And let's say to to kind of bounce off yours. No, I'm not. We're not speaking any ill will towards any of the optic players either. Okay. So keep that in mind as well. But what I'm going to say is this. If they did, quote-unquote, ask for too much money, then they've already proven themselves as to being worth it. Yeah. They're not They're not this amateur team that's coming up, like, just... What the fuck am I trying to think of? Let's put it in football terms. It's like... It's like Peyton Manning, who's been proven to get to the, the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Right. Versus kind of a Case Keenum from the Vikings who yes. just had recent success but doesn't have a track record. 100, thank you. 100% <laughs> that. We haven't had a football reference in a long time, no. so I'm really glad that came out. That was perfect. That is exactly it. Optic have proven themselves. They are worthy of the money that they're potentially asking for. Now, that that's in the mindset that they are asking for a decent amount of money. We don't know. This is speculation, so on and so forth. But the, in my mind, if that is the case, they have proven themselves. Now, then it's up to Optics to provide for that, and if they didn't want to, then we're at this whole standstill, and so on and so forth. An organization would be stupid not to pick them up. It is guaranteed money no matter what. All you have to literally do is pay for these guys' airfare, and then hopefully come to an agreement on what their salary would be if they stick with that organization. Well, even 
you know, on airfare, doesn't MLG pay for some accommodations? If they're an invited team, which they're, Optic is. So, so yes, their their hotel and their hotel and travel is covered. Yeah. So well, all I, you have to do is pay them what they are hopefully wanting. Which, if I don't understand why Optic just wouldn't keep them on to the end of worlds if they were planning on severing ties with this team. It's a very true statement, just, actually. Just to the end of worlds. Yeah. Accommodations are already paid for. Why right. not see what happens? You could have that organization. You'd have a third potential. We know it'd be second for them because CLG they they won their first under CLG. Yep. But they could have two potential Halo World Championships under their belt if they would have stick with them throughout just to this event, which is a month away. Yeah. So that One month. is really weird that they decided not to continue it until a month from now. What if? And this is all speculation again. Right. What if optics? The organization said, okay, we'll stick it out to the end of the month, but after that, we don't know. And the team was like, we don't want that uncertainty. We'll just rather just sign with a new organization. That Okay. I like what you're bringing to the table here. That's good shit. So that's another- I didn't think about another that. Another angle there. It's really smart. Could be contract terms. It could be. It very well could be. But now, this is why I bet- it, Now, it could- Again, speculation. It could be in their contract that states they can't talk about this. Yeah. But I'm really hoping we- we're a Halo esports podcast. I really hope we get more deep information as to what this reasoning was yeah. so we can then report it to you guys as well. But I really want to know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I just want to know what happened. Maybe they, once they get picked up by another team, they can, re- you know, someone will relay that information. Yeah. Now, watch streams, guys. Right. Watch streams. Watch them. Uh, Optic Gaming is one of the biggest North American esports organizations, period. And the fact that they dropped their Halo team blows my mind so we'll have to see what happens i mean they've won two world championships yeah like what are you doing (laughs) okay whatever um is there anything you want to add before we move on to the actual show here no let's let's get into our first segment what's our first segment will it's roster mania it's roster mania that's right (laughs) we have People moving in and out. Again. People. People moving. Yep, that's right. We have teams switching it up. What else is going on? Um, we'll start with South America here. Colombian legend. Same name, new roster. We now have Guardian, I Pablo, Hayes, and Juan MLG is in. Tolkien is out. So if you like Tolkien on that team, too bad. He's gone. This was just for this 2K as well. Just giving a heads up. These are changes week to week, so... yeah. Yeah, this was for this Game Battles tournament. It could have been a stand-in. You never Correct. know. Correct, it could have been. But with the regional final coming up this weekend, which we'll get to later, but the fact that it's coming up this weekend, quit fucking changing rosters! <laughs> what are you doing? you think they'd want to solidify that so that they have a strong team going in. Seriously, uh, unbelievable. So then again, we have, uh, for South America, Avalanche is a new organization. Um, looks like Brex, Breeks. I just typed it. I have no idea what it is. Twisty, Grillo, and Sanart. That's your South America changes. Uh, From Mexico, Ultra Instinct, same name, new roster. So we have Sebastian, Josh's favorite from the region, BMX, (laughs) Carlo Gambino. Woo! We have Desecrates. And BW Critic is in with Noble being out. Also from Mexico, Infinity Gaming. We have Nasty Bullet, Nugget, Zaron, and Threlo. 
Remember we fucked that up before? I yeah. have no idea how to pronounce that name. Question mark still in the air there. And that uh, that's it for Mexico. Now, Australia, we have a list for you. Do you know why there's a list, Will? Because of the tournament that takes place. Right. I tried to get as many rosters as I possibly could from this tournament that happened. Because we don't get much information out of this region. None at all. We got it when we could. This is your chance. If you want to know about Australia teams, here they are. Victrix Esports consists of Northflex, Multiskilled, Venom, and Marito. Osprey Gaming, Jim, Enigma, Wheezy, and Eggman. Dexterity was Gomnerds, Ogram, Titles, Titleists, and Conflicts. Senex consists of Nuke, Maestro, Extinction, and Skucks. Man, these names. I know, they're great. <laughs> Team In Reverse, which they hopefully aren't in reverse. Maybe reverse in the standings. Uh, they play Star, right? Clusi, Monza, Wrath, Daylight. Something to note before you continue on. Monza is one of the only professional women Halo players. Oh, very Give nice. Heads up. Very nice. Uh, break Even consists of Dino, Weasel, Jimbot, Brad... Bills. Before you continue oh, on, God, here we go. Jimbot. Jimbot. Previous Gears of War Pro. Switching over to Halo. Just came over. Oh, very nice. And by their placings, very surprised. Huh. Yep. All right. Um, and then the last team, Authority, consists of Pip, Risku, Flex Rain Z, and Whoa GG. It's WOG. WOG. Yeah. But it looks like W-O-G-G. It is W-O-G-G, but it's WOG. Okay. WOG. Yeah. <laughs> what if his initials are W-O and then it's like G-G, man? Okay. Did you watch the tournament? I, I did not watch the I did. Therefore, his name's WOG. It's WOG. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Out of EU, there's no changes at this time. Those teams are already solidified. So we might not see many changes coming from that region. I'm going to laugh so hard if it's, if that is actually his initials. I'm just going to eat my fucking words. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, his, his gamer tag, he might pronounce it WOG because he strings it all yeah, together. Sure. But, but, yeah, what I'm just... We should look into that. I'm just speculating. It's okay. I don't know. Um, again, so EU, nothing, nothing happened. Um, North America, we just talked about Optic Gaming is no longer part of that team, but the team is still together. Um, Salty Springs is now Oceanic Squad, and that consists of the Noxide, (laughs) Valcated Shooter and Tapping Buttons, and Wisefrag is now Lux Gaming, with the new organization coming in, and that is Envor, Super CC, Talek, and Valkyrie. Kind of cool to see Salty Springs keeping, like, the water theme yeah, the Oceanic Squad. But they got rid of the, the Fortnite, the Fortnite right? reference. That's true. But did you also see who's on that roster? The man from Mexico? Tapping buttons? Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck's that going to work? Maybe, hopefully they changed the rules for fucking Columbus. Because I thought he wasn't able to compete on a North American team in Orlando. We'll, we'll keep you up to date on that, guys. I think it's because it was the Open that 
that he would have to compete under a Mexican region. Because that's his region. But if fuck. But since it's Columbus, it's actually North America teams. That makes sense. That makes sense. We're gonna have to keep an eye on that. Yes, because the rules get kind of tricky with if if Oceanic Squad is at Columbus, because it's an open event mm-hmm. for NA teams. Something to note, and people don't know this, and I'm going to fill people in here. Each region's final. So we just had the Sydney final. We're going to have the Mexico final coming up this weekend, so on and so forth. Each region's final is an open event for teams within that region. Just on it, make sure everybody knows that. It's not just the invited teams that are competing. It is an open event for all teams within that region. Okay. Yeah, so hopefully... We'll be able to see that Oceanic squad with tapping buttons at Columbus actually competing. Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be fucking great. I'd like to see what they could do. I thought he got gypped so hard. So did I. I thought he should have been able to compete. Right, because I don't even think, I don't think he was able to compete with North American teams on the Game Battles tournaments either. No, he wasn't. Which is bullshit. I mean, he can still, okay, he could still get his pro points. Mm-hmm. Because he was able to play on other teams, you get them per day, so on and so forth. Yeah. You could still get them. But... If you're going to be competing on land with a North American roster, you should be able to play with your North American roster. Whatever. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's need, there needs to be more clarification with that rule for future tournaments. Right. Just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, that does it for our roster mania. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Here's the question. Do we want to include the soundbite before and after? Or just before? You can take this out if you want to. Eh, but I'm just asking. I just like it before. Okay, we'll keep it before. Um, moving on to the news. First and foremost, quick news story. If you guys like comic books and you guys like Halo, because why wouldn't you? Because you're listening to this podcast, there is a new Halo comic book coming out, which means, Will, you can set an order to get this comic book for me. <laughs> like I have for the rest of them? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, which I still haven't read. So, Halo Collateral Damage. Follows the Master Chief and Blue Team as they are deployed by the UNSC to an unstable colony world. Their mission, to terminate the Covenant's efforts to uncover something ancient and powerful beneath the planet's surface. However, as the mission takes a turn for the unexpected, a Spartan 2 strike team realizes that the stakes of their mission are higher than they imagined. And they'll have to rely on each other and a small group of human rebels to survive. Um. Oh man. Let's see. Issue number one goes on sale June 6th, 2018, and currently it is available for pre-order at your local comic shop. So go check that out. If you guys don't know, um, Blue Team, Master Chief was a part of. Blue Team is also in Halo 5. It's the OG squad. And so I'm super excited for this. New new lore shit's always good. The next news story... Oh, this is probably a big one. Uh, okay, I'm not going to try to read through the whole thing. I know how this got last time. I get it. It's monotonous. It's long in the tooth. I'll include, along with everything else, links to everything will be in the show notes. So you can read it all for yourself. But we have another huge Master Chief, Master Chief Collection development update. This is labeled number two. This is coming from Sketch over on HaloWaypoint.com, published on March 7, 2018. So Maybe hit us with some solid bullet points. I'm going to look for some solid fucking bullet points. All right, so they did some network tests. So that's exciting. Let's see. Okay, one cool thing I immediately noticed in this playtest is the early work on continuous matchmaking that's been implemented. This means that once a match ends, 
I'm taken to the post-game carnage report and then automatically put into the next game session rather than being dropped back to the matchmaking lobby. It's a subtle change, but personally I found it a very welcome in a world where all I wanted to do was keep playing and having fun. So that's exciting. Because that was a fucking dumb thing in to Master go Chief all Collection. The way back to the- yeah. It's like choose a new playlist. Like, no, I want to keep playing Team Slayer. Thank you. Um Flighting. Last time we talked a bit about our goals for public flighting and how we plan to roll out early builds with and partner with our community to help test various facets of the game. Um Okay, the release of separate standalone game builds. So that's exciting. Just to test things out. Let's see. Okay, I don't care about that. They're talking about joining the Halo Community Feedback Program again if you haven't already, so please do so. There's a link that will be included. You can click on that, sign up. It's free. It's easy. Do it. And then they want you to sign up for the Xbox Insider Program as well because that's probably, yep, that's where they're going to be delivering these flighting builds to community members. So, if you want to get in on the testing for the Master Chief Collection update that's going to be coming soon, sign up for the Xbox Insider program. Again, it's free. Um, and you would, you'll try to be selected for that. You won't be guaranteed selection for it, but you can at least get in the pool for it. And then, it looks like there are a, there's a feature wish list that people would like within Master Chief Collection. Some of the things that people have been asking for include custom games browser. Fuck yeah. That's in Halo 5 and it works really well and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Why not throw it in why not? MCC? Um, Halo Reach. No. Additional expanded Spartan customization. Yes. Halo 3 ODST firefight. Fuck yeah. UI menu refresh. Sure. I think it takes a little bit too long to get to where you want to go right now. So a little yeah. refresh would be cool. Um, new XP ranking progression system. Sure. I don't know why they'd want it considering each ranked playlist has a specific individual rank for it, but they probably have better ideas than I do. So why not file share file file browser? I'm surprised that's not in the game already. I'm surprised it wasn't there at launch. Um, adding add Halo four missing content. Yeah. Halo 4 is great. I've already fucking talked about it. The multiplayer is awesome. I know a lot of pros hate it. I get it. I understand why. The loadouts can kind of be annoying as hell. But I fucking love being able to carry two primary weapons and dexterity, which means I would be able to reload and switch weapons faster. It was badass. I want that back. Um, And then a party up system, which would be fucking cool too. Why the fuck isn't that in the game? That's a good question. That's really weird. It is really weird. Now, if you guys don't know what we mean by a party up system, this means that when a match is over, if you wanted to party up with other people in that game that you played with, so like you're not already in a party with them, then you would have the option to like uh, play next game as a team, like Overwatch has this and whatnot. Yeah, that should totally be a fucking thing. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's how new friends are made. You want to make new friends playing Halo. Um, Okay, and then you know what? I am going to... I'm not going to read through all of these, but... Some frequently asked questions as well. These are these can be kind of important. Will MCC ever come to PC? The answer is, we know this is something many people have been asking and wanting for years now. Currently, a priority is updating and improving MCC for Xbox, and there's still plenty of work to be done on that front. While we have no official plans to announce at this time, we've heard you loud and clear. Therefore, so if you guys also don't know, well, you know what the Xbox Games Pass is, right? Yes, I do. 10 bucks a month, 
You get access to a plethora of games. Games refresh, so they're not always the same. But something they did announce was that any brand new Microsoft published title will come to Xbox Games Pass the day it releases, like physically and digitally on store shelves. Which means Sea of Thieves, which is coming out later this month, day one Xbox Games Pass, the day it releases. Halo 6 will be the same thing. So, realistically, I wouldn't be surprised if MCC came to Windows 10. Because Sea of Thieves, probably Halo 6 as well, the Forza games, so on and so forth, these are Xbox, these are Play Anywhere games. Which means you can play them on Xbox and you can play them on PC and your saves cross over. And it's included in Games Pass 2. So, I imagine it'll come to PC at some time. Oh, perfect next question. Will MCC be added to Xbox Games Pass? Right now, we're focused squarely on delivering an awesome game update and decisions on when, where, how MCC is released and made available to players will be made by other groups at Microsoft. We have nothing to announce today, but it's something we're definitely thinking about. Therefore, if it does, it will definitely be an Xbox Play Anywhere title at some point, I imagine. Um, Will Halo 3 ODST Firefight and or Halo Reach be added to MCC? These were wanted by community members... We've heard you loud and clear, and this is at the top of the request when it comes to new features for MCC. This is outside the scope of the current update, but it's something the team will continue to assess and evaluate for future feasibility. And then, they keep talking about, like, things that the community wants, so that's good. It seems like a lot of these answers are, we're working on this update, these aren't included in the update, right. maybe at a later date. Exactly, I'm trying to find something that maybe is better. Are there any plans to introduce join in progress for custom games? Yes. There we go. There's a definitive answer. Fuck yeah. We got one. We got one. Are you planning to add LAN support? Yes. We're looking to add offline LAN support for MCC. Cool. That was by Greg Herman. Get together, play with your friends. Also, Greg Herman, the technical director, was the one that said yes to join in progress for custom games. He's actually answering questions. He is answering the questions, all right? You should talk to him more often. Um, Will there be future updates to MCC after this massive one? Yes. Is it really the end of this update blog? Yes. (laughs) Um, So, that's cool. I love seeing more Master Chief Collection updates. Does this mean you'll play more Master Chief Collection, Will, when this update comes out? No, the the answer is yes. Because you and I are going to be playing together. (laughs) In the words of Greg Herman, technical director... Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you, R2. Appreciate that. Um, Okay, next up, there is a, well, there was a Halo 5 hotfix that went live, which fixed the local server app. Um, There were also weapon tuning adjustments and more. Uh, a link to the whole thing will be included. I'm not going to read through it. You can read through it at your own discretion. That released on March 7th, again, by Sketch on Twitter. Link will be in there. Check it out. Next up. Tashi posts a little bit on Twitter. And this is actually exciting. So for people wondering how groups will be drawn for the Halo World Championship 2018 Columbus Finals, Tashi posted the deets. This was on March 7th as well. I almost just read his tweet verbatim. But here we go. The number one North American Halo Pro Points team will be placed in Pool A. The number two NA uh, Halo Pro Points team will be placed in Pool B. 
the number three will be placed in pool C, and number four will be placed in pool D. The number five, six, and seventh, and eighth NA Pro Halo Pro Point teams will be randomly drawn, one into each pool. Teams will be drawn into pools starting with pool D. The number ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth NA Halo Pro Points teams will be randomly drawn, one into each pool. Teams will be drawn into pools starting with pool A. And the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th North American Halo Pro Points teams will be randomly drawn, one into each pool yet again, starting with pool D. People are not too happy about this one, Will. Because it makes it seem like their pool points don't mean shit. If you're randomly drawing teams to place in pools and you're not taking their actual pro points into consideration, that's not a smart decision to make. Yes, I can see this for... Um, I could see this working better if maybe they did it for the top eight teams that got... So the top eight teams got their placings. Right. And then the, the, the bottom eight maybe got more randomized because, let's face it, the top eight teams are probably going to destroy the top... Or the bottom eight teams mm-hmm. from from uh, North America, but yeah, why not just place them by their pro points? Right, I agree. That's the, there's the game battle tournaments for reasons. There's the opens for a reason. Just place them by the points they got. It's and it's simple. It's funny you say that because Moses, uh, shout out to you as well. Uh, posts it. actually. You know what? Seriously, for a second here, shout out to Moses FPS on Twitter. I already already shouted you out on Twitter itself, but I have to say this in the show. Thank you so much for every single Halo event, not just the North American ones, but every Halo event. You post the times that the streams start in every time zone. That helps me so much in planning out my weekend for these tournaments to take notes. Seriously, Moses, you're a fucking god. Thank you for doing this. Greatly appreciated. Um, but Moses tweeted out again on March 7th. I don't know why they're drawing pools randomly when they can just do it objectively based on the points every team has earned over the past, I don't know, two months. Very true. Why the fuck don't they just do that? Um, so once we have, I imagine it's going to be next week. It has to be next week considering Columbus is two weeks away. Um, once they have the pool information sorted out, we will tell you guys that in the Columbus pre-show and, we can then determine, were these placings correct, considering the randomness of it? Should they have been based off points themselves? Because we know what the squads are going to be. Therefore, we can kind of determine where people are going to end up, based right. off how they placed in Orlando as well. Um, so that is that. Let's see. I think that might actually be it. Yeah, we already talked about Optic. Optic. Okay. Will, talk to us about these game battles tournaments here we go so australia sydney took place so there was no game battle tournament this week north america had no no game battle 2k either which i was fucking really surprised about because eu is still going yep and we had nine teams compete for eu Mm -hmm. fable took first place for 750 bucks and infuse took second yes was this just infuse not really caring because Teams are already placed for EU or... I don't know. Look at the series. Look at the series. I have it there. All right. So notable information. Fable defeated Infused in the finals of the tournament with a series score of 3-1. 
Um, game one was capture the flag on truth, 3-1 fable. Game two was slayer on plaza, 50-34, went to infused. Game three, strongholds on empire, 100-51, went to fable. And game four, capture the flag on Colosseum, 3-2 fable. So, realistically speaking, every game but game four was not close. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, I don't know. It looked like both rosters were their actual rosters. Um, but yeah, infused, they don't need it anymore because this is, this is why I was confused why these were still going on. Yeah. I mean, the money is the only other thing and the pro points to keep up with the other tournaments going. True. If, if they count, if the pro points count, then I understand why. But if the pro points don't count, then it has to be just money. I think the the pro points might count for placings in those brackets because all the NA teams are being randomized. The other teams still might be placed in brackets compared Good point. on their pro points. Okay. We'll have to wait and see on that yeah, too. There's, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. To this. A lot of moving parts we don't know about. Yes. Which is why I wish we had the information or I wish they just released the information on it. Um, but yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, Fable took it convincingly. So good for them. All right. And then um, next tournament we had was out of South America. Three teams competed in this tournament. <laughs> How does that work? One team had a buy. Because the, you technically need four. Yeah. One team had a buy. I'm not kidding. Look at the bracket. It's fucking terrible. Oh, okay. Um, $350 went to Columbian Legend, who took first, and 150 bucks went to Avalanche. Uh, in a surprising turn of events, while we did not have a ton of roster changes within this region, only three teams competed. This is surprising considering the Mexico finals are this coming weekend, and we would imagine teams would want to get practice in, get their pro points. Um, Mexico is an open event for anyone who resides within the region, so we will see who decides to show up and compete. Because only three teams showed up at this tournament. The LAN is this fucking weekend. Three teams? Three. Every single week previously, we've had more than three teams compete. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't... The roster changes, the lack of teams competing, what the fuck? Like, oh, we keep talking about, we talk about this every single week. We want more competition. It seems like they don't give a shit. At least to me. It seems like what I'm thinking is happening is that the the other teams are seeing dominance by these top few teams and they're just dropping out because they don't want to try. Could be too. It could be too. But I mean, like if you're if you're that passionate about competing, then suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah. Play the fucking game. It's it's simple. Go ahead, continue on. All right. Mexico had a few more teams showed up with twelve. Thank God. Three hundred fifty bucks went to Ultra Instinct for first place, and one hundred fifty bucks went to Infinity Gaming. As long as the roster somewhat remained the same, the Ultra Instinct roster could be one not to be... What did you write here? Not to be trifled with. Trifled with. Um, Something to note is that the roster has not remained the same in week in and week out, but we will have to see what roster shows up at Mexico Finals. So, yes, the roster hasn't remained consistent, but the team has won the past four game battles tournaments. Based off team name changes, based off roster changes, like the... Half of the rosters remained the same for the past four weeks. Yeah. So that team is one. Just to see if that fucking continues. Um, That's yeah. going to do it for the 2Ks. So next up, what we have was a little surprise. 
um, EGLX was a gaming convention in Toronto, Canada. And at this gaming convention, there was a Halo tournament that took place. Um, as you guys recall Will saying, there was no North American 2K this weekend. But instead, we actually had North American players show up and compete at this tournament. And lo and behold, they won. So, without further ado, let's get into these uh, 4v4 placings. First place was H6 Hurry, so Halo 6 Hurry. This consisted of L-Town, Snipedown, Spartan, and Suspector. So some well-known names in the North American Halo-verse. Um, and we'll get into the series as well, but just know that they took first. Chicken Tendies took second. That awesome name. That consisted of Druk, Case, Musa, and Crossfade. Um, a couple names that you guys will know from there as well. Then we have third place from Views from the Sticks. That consisted of Bup, Burton, Primacy, and Stress. Fourth place was Psychopaths Gaming. Darksy, Crexy, Low Cazo, and you know, like, you know, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, fifth place was Thermal Esports, consisted of Mr. Fishy. That's a great fucking name. Oh my God. That's right up there with BMX Carlo Gambino right there. Mr. Fish. Oh man, it's a great name. Oh, I can't with that. Then we have Phobes or Fobs. Uh, I'm going to say Cued and Valence. Then we have sixth place going to Set to Destroy, consisting of Historic, Kilimanjaro, Courageous, and Preschool. Seventh place went to Team Paradise, consisting of Anxietate, I Don't Win Enough, Washed, and X-Man. And finally, eighth place going to Falling Esports, consisting of Venom, Cody, Emphamy, and Why You So Campy. And before anybody says anything, no, we're not talking about uh, FaZe Campy, the streamer. This is just a d different individual with Campy in his name. And Campy spelled with a C, not with a K. So I don't want confusion to be there in case anybody thought that Campy was competing. Um, he was not. Uh, bracket will be included as well. You can go check that out in the show notes. To get through this quickly, we have uh, probably the best, the best thing that happened over the entire weekend. And I shit you not when I say this. I swear to God, this is the best thing that happened the entire weekend, including Sydney. There was an all-star match that happened at this tournament. Because if you also don't know, while there were some big names that competed, there were also some big name casters at this event. So... There was an all-star series that consisted of what was the Commonwealth and USA. All right? So the Commonwealth, a couple big names. Wonderboy was on Commonwealth side. Um, and then, oh God, who the fuck else do they have? I think Musa was on that squad as well. And then I think Druk was on that squad and they had one other person as well. And then the USA consisted of Spartan, L-Town, Snipedown, and Walshy. So Wonder Boy and Walshy going head to head was one of the best things I ever witnessed in competitive Halo history. And I, that's coming from a guy who's watched this for years. Okay. Game one was capture the flag on Coliseum. The score was three to one going to the Commonwealth. Game two was Slayer on Truth. The score was 50 to 35 going to Team USA. Game three was Strongholds on the Rig. 
Score was 191 going to the Commonwealth. Game four was capture the flag on motherfucking Narrows. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Halo 3 map, Narrows. They used the Halo 3 throwback playlist version of this map, along with the old settings as well. And they played some old school classic Halo 3 within Halo 5. And of course, Team USA won the game 3-1. to Then we had Slayer on Plaza, 50-38 to going to USA. And game 6 was Oddball. Oddball's back. On Guardian. That's right. The other Halo 3 map. And it was incredible. And of course, USA won that as well. The score of 150-116. to USA taking the series. Um, four to two. It was a best of seven. And it was the greatest thing I ever witnessed in my entire life of watching competitive Halo. Besides straight ripping winning the national championship whenever year that was. But that was awesome too. Seriously. The, I'm just going to spoil this right now. The community creations for this week is that uh, EGLX, the VODs for that tournament. Because it was a community run event. Okay? Please, if there's one thing you do, watch that All-Star series un-fucking-believable. The trash-talking was incredible. You hear Wonderboy screaming across the stage to Walshy telling him that he's fucking washed as hell. It is incredible. Please. Um, and then, I'm gonna quickly run through this as well. H6 Hurry versus Chicken Tendies in the Grand Finals. Game 1, CTF on Truth. It was, uh, the score was 3-1 going to H6 Hurry. Game 2, Slayer on Regret, 50-31 going to H6 Hurry. Game 3 was Strongholds on Plaza, 100-25 going to H6 Hurry. And, yeah, Game 4, CTF on Coliseum, 3-1 going to uh, H6 Hurry. They won the tournament 4-0. They swept them. It wasn't even close. They had, like, some of the best NA players on that team. So, what do you expect? It was obvious. One thing I saw on Twitter, um, the pros that played in this tournament, we're very happy. They said they got paid out instantly. Yep, immediately. Which was great for them. I don't know if with going through organizations and such, if it takes longer to get get their paychecks for these tournaments. I've heard that with ESL events back in the day. Okay. It's been slow. I don't know how slow, but I heard it was slow. <laughs> so needless to say, they were they were happy to get their money right away. Exactly. Will. Yeah. We have a new segment. We do. What is this new segment, Will? It is... Roster Recap! That's right, we have a Roster Recap segment. And that's because Sydney happened this last weekend and we have some rosters run through with you. Um, First is Arcane with Bald, Barcode, Vamped, and Colt. Rivalry Esports with Evank. Disruptor, Aleo, and Square. Team Immunity with Voltage, Benno, yep. Slazy, and Momentum. And then Mind Freak with Berserk, Junior, Madzy, and Seduce. That is correct. Um, Let's see here. Will? Yeah. I'll let you run down the 4v4 and the FFA placings. All right. Some more airtime for me. Let's go. <laughs> woo <Woo-woo! laughs> So, four, four v 4-4 placing. Uh, first went to Mind Freak. They qualified for the Halo World Championship Finals in Seattle. They got ten grand for this placing. Second went to Immunity. Qualified for the finals as well in Seattle. They took home six grand. Third went to Authority. 
They took home four grand. Rivalry took fourth and twenty five hundred. Uh, Break even took fifth with twelve fifty. Uh, six Arcanine Arcane. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> the Pokemon? That's <laughs> bad. The Pokemon popped in my head. That's what they should have fucking named they their team. They should have. Oh my oh, god. How cool Arcane, you fucked up. All right. Oh, so close. Um, twelve fifty as well. Seth, seventh went to Senex, and eighth went to in reverse with no money going to those teams. FFA first went to Junior from Mind Freak with thirty nine kills, fourteen assists, and thirty three deaths. He took home two grand. Second went went to Seduce, also from Mind Freak, thirty six kills, eighteen assists, and twenty five deaths. He took home one thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Madsy again from Mind Freak. 35 kills, 15 assists, and 33 deaths. He took home $750. Man, Mind Freak, just taking home the money there. Well, if you looked at the teams, if you looked at the players that actually competed and made it through to the finals, it's like, yeah, they're all top teams. Except one. Except one. Okay. So You'll fourth, uh, Benno from Immunity, 32 kills, 22 assists, 31 deaths. He got 500 bucks. Fifth went to Pluton. Pluton. He doesn't have a team. There's there's the guy. Yep. Uh, 30 kills, 14 assists, 35 deaths. He took home 300 bucks. And Woog. Wog. Wog. God damn. <laughs> so the reason I said Woog is because I used to play at, I play hockey, played at an arena that was Woog. Kinda. Oh, okay. So that's what popped I understand. Okay. Authority, 15 kills, 23 assists, 30 deaths, 200 bucks went to him. Brackets will be in the show notes. Wog did not show up for that fucking FFA. No. I mean, he got... Okay, you know what? No, let me... That was really mean of me to say. He had a shit ton of assists. So, realistically, if those assists were his kills, he would have won. Or wait, no, it would have been really close. 30... 38? Oh, he would have been right there. Oh, fuck, dude. I'm sorry, Wog. That really sucks. But yeah, Pluton, the only person without a team. And then also, I forgot to add this, Will. My apologies. Junior, since he won, he has a guaranteed spot in the finals for Seattle for the FFA as well. Something I never know, never mentioned. Every winner at these regional finals for the FFA is invited for the finals at Seattle for the FFA. So there's that information. All right, let's get into the bread and the butter. Uh, I don't know why I fuck. I just said it like that. Oh my god! What are you doing, man? I know, right? Notable so what, series. Yeah. Y- yeah. Notable series for uh, HW, HWC Sydney. First up, the I think that was the very first... S- s- what? <laughs> I'm still laughing about my Arcanine. Oh comment. my god. I thought you were laughing about your Woog. Um, that too. Oh it's, it's okay. We're tired, man. It's all good. Um, the first series I want to talk about real quick. I believe this is the first stream series of the event. Break even versus Rivalry Esports. This is winner's round two. Break even defeated Rivalry 3-0 in the very first series of the tournament, dropping Rivalry to the loser's bracket, or elimination bra- bracket, excuse me. This is the very first game in series that uh, that this break even squad has ever played together as the roster they currently have. Break even also contains Jim Bob, an ex-Years of War uh, pro player, they were incredibly dominant within the series, shutting down any and all pushes from the Rivalry Esports side. Something other to note about this. Rivalry Esports was one of the four invited teams to this event. And they got stomped. So, 
break even was oh my god i'm it was so awesome to watch that series Next up, we had Rivalry Esports versus Team Authority in the Elimination Bracket Round 6. Game 1 was Capture the Flag on Truth. All eyes were on Authority for this series, as while they were a much lower seed, they were the ninth seed going into the tournament. Their skill was something of a top 4 team. Turns out they proved just that, taking the game 3-0 over Rivalry. Uh, during the beginning of the game, things appeared to be evenly matched due to a flag standoff, but it was Authority who came out on top. Game 2, Slayer on Plaza. And again, let me mention this. Rivalry Esports was, I believe, the fourth seed going into this tournament, with Authority being the ninth. Okay? Game 2, Slayer on Plaza. With Game 2, the trash talking and the body disrespecting was happening all over Plaza. Authority showed they belong in the upper echelon of the Australian-New Zealand region with a convincing win of 50-23. to Rivalry need to show that they believe... uh, they belong with the top teams in Game 3 and the rest of the series if they hope to come back from this shit. Game 3 was Strongholds on the Ring. Unfortunately, Rivalry was not able to do anything against this powerhouse of an Authority roster, with Authority taking the game 100-27 and the series 3-0. Authority will now go on to face off against the loser of Mind Freak versus Immunity in the Winner's Bracket Finals. The next series we're going to talk about is just that, the winner's bracket finals with Mind Freak going up against Immunity, the number one going up against the number two seed. Game one was Strongholds on Empire. What looked to be a complete domination from the, from the Immunity side at the beginning of the game turned into Mind Freak completely turning the game around and winning with a score of 100-72. to Both teams were controlling power-ups throughout the entire game, but it was Mind Freak getting the kills they needed in order to maintain advantage and secure captures. Game number two was Slayer on Plaza. Game two was another example of Immunity showing great skill at the beginning of the game, with a score of 6-0, but yet again it was Mind Freak with their complete overshield control, switching things around and taking the game with a score of 50-33. Junior, on the Mind Freak side, was playing out of his mind with 14 kills and only 5 deaths. Seduce on Mind Freak also played really well with 14 kills and 7 deaths. So Mind Freak are showing that they're at a whole other level at this point. Game number three was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. Mind Freak, again, continued to play out of their minds. There was no other synonym I could try to use for this, so I went the fucking dumb pun route. So that's my apologies. They won the game 3-1. Again, Junior was dominant in the stats department. Game four was Strongholds on the Rig. If there was any port where Immunity needed to step up, now would be the time. Unfortunately for them, Mind Freak took the game without issue and closes out the series 4-0. Immunity will go on to face Authority in the Elimination elimination Bracket Finals, where Mind Freak uh, will secure themselves their tickets to the World Finals in Seattle and be the first team in the Grand Finals of this tournament. Next up was the Elimination Bracket Finals between Immunity and Authority. Game 1 was Strongholds on Plaza. Authority looked to continue their dominance from the rivalry series by taking this game with a convincing score of 100-56. to Time to see if Immunity are still shaken up over their recent loss to Mind Freak, or if they can shake it off and bounce back. Game 2 was Slayer on Coliseum. Turns out they can easily bounce back. Authority did not show up at all during this game, and Immunity took it with a score of 50-30. to The series looks like it could go back and forth, and maybe even a Game 7? Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Fathom. While the game was a lot closer, it was Authority who closed it out with a score of 3-2. to 
Game four, strongholds on Eden. The game was an absolute nail-biter. For all intents and purposes, Immunity should have won. But uh, it was Authority at the last critical moment who took the game with a score of 198. Unfortunately for Authority, the next game is another Slayer. Fortunately for Authority, they only need one more game to win the entire series. Game 5 was Slayer on Regret. If I was Authority, I would never want to play another Slayer game again and only stick to objective game types, as Immunity shut everything down and take the game with a score of 50-29. to Authority still only need one more win in order to take the series, and lucky for them, the next one is Capture the Flag. Game number 6, Capture the Flag on Coliseum. But not lucky for them, Immunity, took, Immunity looked to have found their objective legs and want to make this a real best of 7 series. Immunity take the game with a score of 3-1. to one. Last but not least, Game 7, Slayer on the Rig. Game 7 alert! Now here's the scary part. If this Slayer game goes like the past two have gone within this series, you can say fucking goodbye to Authority. Unfortunately, that is exactly the case, as Immunity have taken the game with a score of 50-33 and taking this series overall. Authority played incredibly well and truly showed that they belong with the rest of the top teams. Immunity clutched up when they needed to, to move on to play against Mind Freak once again, this time in the Grand Finals. Immunity have also secured their spot in the Halo World Championship 2018 Finals in Seattle alongside Mind Freak. And here we go. The Grand Finals between Mind Freak and Immunity. Game 1 was Capture the Flag on Truth. During the pregame interview with Benno from Immunity, he had stated that we will see a new Immunity going into the Grand Finals. We sure hope so, as they got annihilated in the winner's finals with a series score of 4-0 going to Mind Freak. Unfortunately for them, Game 1 looked to be a repeat of those events, with Mind Freak taking the game with a score of 3-1. Seduce on Mind Freak had a massive game, with 22 kills and only 14 deaths. The next game is a Slayer, and if Immunity's series with Authority was anything to go by, this was Immunity's chance to bounce right back. Game number 2. Slayer on the Rig. And bounce right back, they did not. Mind Freak proved that they are not a team who gets smacked around in Slayer, but instead lays the smack down upon other teams. Mind Freak takes game 2 with a score of 50-42. to This time, it was Berserk on Mind Freak going big with 13 kills, only 6 deaths, and 11 assists. Game 3 was Strongholds on Eden. Game 3 showed that Mind Freak are indeed the number 1 team in the Australia-New Zealand region, taking the game with a score of 120 one Madzy on Mind Freak showed his skill with 14 kills, 6 deaths, and 11 assists. Game 4, Capture the Flag on Coliseum. Immunity would need a miracle if they were going to bounce back, reverse sweep, and bring this into a second best of 7 series within the Grand Finals. Mind Freak said no. And with the game clock running down to 0-0, they take the game with a score of 2-1, and the series with a repeat score of 4-0. Junior had 28 kills, 20 deaths, and 27 godlike assists, while Seduce had 33 kills, only 16 deaths, and 21 assists. Something else to note is that while Immunity has already cemented themselves ticket to the World Finals in Seattle, they will really need to prepare and put in the work leading up to the event. There is too much untapped potential within that roster to see a loss like that in the grand finals of this tournament. We are expecting them to step it up at Worlds as we know Mind Freak aims to do as well. 
And one final noteworthy statistic from the Sydney Finals is that Mind Freak did not drop a single game, winning the entire tournament undefeated. So, Will, your prediction was right. You didn't think they were going to lose. They did not lose. Yep. <laughs> They've been dominant in all the game battles tournaments. Exactly. I, th- I thought they would come out swinging here. And they played very, very well overall. And so hopefully, we haven't seen a lot of big things out of these Australia-New Zealand rosters when it comes to world finals. So maybe this could be something different. Maybe maybe they can break in somewhere. Yeah, it, I think it'd be really fucking cool because nobody, everybody talks about them at their event, right? Yep. But they don't talk about them outside the event. And so maybe like... I really hope they can come in and just cause a huge upset. Just take one of hell, fuck it. Take one of those top, top six teams out. It just like no minds would be fucking blown. No pun intended for Mind Freak here, but seriously, minds would be blown if they were able to break into the top six. With the way that they were playing, yeah, they have some things to work on. Every team has things to work on. But if they can bring that heat, that intensity, holy shit, that'd be amazing to see. But that's all I got. Will, what do you have? For the tournament? Yeah. What do you have for, what do you have for, like, maybe some statistics or something? You want to go into the notable statistics? You you got it. Yeah. All right. So here we go with this list. Again, only the top teams. Yep. I'm going to let you take the whole thing. The whole thing. I talked a lot. You You say it yourself. So you can talk now. This is your time to shine. I'm a little confused on the symbols of which teams are which here. Okay. I, I, know, I, I know Mind Freak has the blue M. Yep. Is Woo... You know what? Wog. Hold on. Let's just... Can we just leave the link for this one? <laughs> no, hold on. Let me... The M you talk about. And then if you scroll down to the second one, yeah. which is assist per game, do you see the IM? Yeah. Those as well. Those are immunity. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm scrolling through the rest of the list. That is all you okay. need to talk about. That's literally it. Yep. All right. So here we it. go. Here we go. Here we go. Australia, New Zealand, the Sydney finals stats. So deaths per game with the least berserk from Mind Freak, 10.88. Seduce from Mind Freak had 11. Uh, T Junior RD had 11.3. That's Junior. Junior. Uh, yeah, yeah. Slazy, 11.9. And yeah, that's it for deaths. Assist per game. Junior, 12.6. Berserk, 12.2. Seduce, 11.3. Madzy, 10.25. All from Mind Freak. What do Who you know? Who would have guessed that? Um, then you have Benno with 9.2. And who is that? Vitage? Sure. 8.3 and Slazy 8.2. Now, before we continue on with this, something to note as well. I think Halo Data Hive tweet. We're getting this information from Halo Data Hive. Shout out yes. to you as well. Um, I believe he tweeted out that this is information taken from Championship Sunday. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. This is I don't think this is from the whole tournament. So things are gonna be skewed a little bit, but we only talk about the top teams anyway. So go ahead. That's just want to put that out there. All right, kills per game. Again, all Mind Freak on the top here with Seduce, 16.2, Junior, 15.5, Madzy, 14.25, Berserk, 
Um, Vitage right underneath with 12.3. And you have Momentum with 12.4 and Benno with 12.2. Again, highest KDA. Seduce, 2.5. Junior, 2.4. Berserk, 2.4. Madzi, 1.9. And then uh, a little bit lower here, Slazy with 1.6 and Vitage with 1.5. So again, Mind Freak just showing dominance in the stats. Here we go again. Highest KD, Seduce 1.4, Junior 1.3, Berserk 1.2, Madzi 1.1. Slazy did have a 0.9, Momentum a 0.94, and Vitage a 0.94 as well. Highest damage per game, Junior. 3,044. Holy fucking Holy shit. Holy crap, per balls. game? That's a lot. That's crazy. We have Benno with a nine, or what am I looking at? Two point. I cannot get my word straight here. I am fumbling. I need some food. <laughs> Benno had 2,696 <laughs> damage per like game. you're about to go fucking angry right over here. My God. I'm getting hangry. Uh, seduce. Had a 2,599. Berserk, 2,598. Vitage, 2,579. Momentum, 2,438. And Madzi kind of round out the bottom with the 2,243. Still a lot of damage from these guys coming in per game. Uh, Stronghold captures per game. Momentum with a 6.6. Berserk with the 5.6. Madzi with the 5.3. Junior with the 5. Seduce with a five as well, and Slazy with a five. Uh, stronghold defenses per game. Junior with a 3.3, Berserk 3.0, Seduce 2.3, and Madzi with a 1.6. Stronghold secures per game. We got Junior with a 2.3, Berserk with a 2.3, Madzi with a 2.3. Sounds like they're uh, def- securing all together. Uh, momentum. With a 1.8, Vitage with a 1.6, Seduce with a 1.3. And yeah, that does it for Secures. Flag defenses per game. Benno had a 1.6, Vitage with a 1.4, Berserk 1.0, Seduce 1.0, and Slazy with a 0.8. Flag returns per game. Vitage 1.4, Berserk 1.3, Madzi 1.3. Slazy came in with a 0.6, Benno with a 0.6, and Momentum with a 0.6 as well. You can tell they weren't winning their CTF games. Yeah. Immunity, that is. <laughs> Seduce. Okay, I need to probably say what section this is. Flag captures per game. Seduce with one, Madzy with a 0.6, Berserk with a 0.6, Vitaj with a 0.6, Benno with a 0.4, Momentum with a 0.4 as well. And that is your... Stats from the Sydney Finals. What about ball duration per game? Oh, just kidding, because Oddball's still not in the Halo World Championship. <laughs> You're going to bring that up every time. Every time. Oh, God. Every time. All right, all right. I can't not do it. Come on now. Um, links to all the VODs for each day as well will be included in the show notes. You can go watch it. It's exciting stuff. A lot of great series being played. Um, But that's going to do it for our Sydney post-show. Now, let's get into the Mexico pre-show, which is, there. we don't have much to talk about here. The teams keep changing. Right. People move around too much. We don't know what's going on down there. Team names change too. It's like, what the fuck yeah. are you guys doing? Um, so, basic things here. 
The Mexico City Finals are taking place this weekend, March 17th and 18th. You can tune in on all the major streaming platforms, the mixers, the Twitches, the the Twitters. It's on Twitter. You know that shit? They're streaming it on Twitter. Yeah, it's streaming on Twitter. They've done both Sydney and... Um... Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. They did both Sydney and fucking London. And I think they also probably did Orlando. I don't know for certain. But, yeah, it's on Twitter. You can check that out. And then, again, I stated this previously. I'll state it again. It is an open event for any team that resides in the region. So if you're from Mexico or Latin America, you can go and compete. There you go. I don't think spectator tickets have sold out. So if you still want to head over there, you can still probably pick up tickets. So that's exciting. I'm excited to see what teams are competing because we still don't know that information yet. Um, If you go, you get the emblem that you get if you go to a live event, which is fucking awesome. And I think that's honestly all I got for it. Is there anything you want to add before we continue, Will, about Mexico? No, like I said, don't know much about the teams. Be interesting to watch, see what comes out of it. Yeah. This could be the most sporadic tournament that we have. Yes. Like, we could have the biggest upsets of all time here. Because any rinky-dink team can probably come in and try to take this shit home. Maybe. maybe We might see a lot of Game 7s. If three teams compete... For South America. <laughs> it might be the longest because of all the game sevens. It might be shortest because no one shows up. Right. I laughed so hard. Um, no, but seriously, guys, like, you're getting a fucking free ticket to the world finals across, the, like, in America at Seattle. Play. Come on. Just come out and play. Oh, my God. Anybody has the chance. Anybody has the chance. Yeah, I'd like to see more than three teams there. Yeah, at least for South America. Mexico had some good turnout, so hopefully that continues. Um, Again, for Community Creations, talked about it before. I'm going to talk about it again. Go watch the EGLX VODs. At least, please go watch that All-Star game. Incredible. Will, plug the show. You can follow us on Twitter at HCSProTalk. We have a Facebook.com slash HCSProTalk. YouTube, HDS Pro Talk, nothing's there. Uh, Twitch.tv, HDS Pro Talk, nothing's there either. But you can follow us if you want. Uh, we numbers are... look good. Yeah. Sure. We like numbers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. Leave a review. Let us know about the show. No, let us know if you want to roster manias in there, one at the beginning, one at the end. Or if you just like the one. Let us know who you think is going to win Mexico. Yeah, if you can figure it out, please yeah. let us know. Tweet at us at HTS Protect. Let us know who you think is going to win Mexico. But again, Google Play, Stitcher, no Spotify. We know about Spotify. It'll be it'll be some time. Um, on the next episode, you can find Roster Mania again. Some news. Your game battles, tournaments, recaps. If there are any. If there, yep. We're, we'll see what happens. Uh, community creations. We'll have the Mexico post-show and the Columbus pre-show. It is almost here. It's almost here. Get excited. A lot coming from that. I'm pumped as fuck for that event. That's going to be great. Yep, it's sold out in 48 hours. That event's going to be fucking dope. That is the one that's at the MLG Arena. Yes, that is at the MLG Arena in Columbus, Ohio. Woo! It's going to be so good, dude. Um, But that's not to put... That's not to say anything that, like, Mexico's not going to be great. Every single land that's happened has been amazing. So I'm expecting big things from this Mexico event too. I'm excited to watch that. More Halo is good Halo. So 
that's going to do it for episode 11 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. Go play Halo. Because if you don't, uh, I don't have anything else to say. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next time. But until then, bye bye